0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Mike Moynihan, I was over there at Tour of the Beast and seeing his collection, and that was uh, very enjoyable. And this was talking about Pete Rose and Barry Bonds and other kinds of uh, circumstances that are tricky in the hobby. So this was uh, our batting that around. And uh, thanks sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Comc.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huckerton Scott Auctions, and Tops Upper Deck, and Panini. We talked about a whole bunch of other things. We share a love of vintage, but we love the whole broad hobby as well. I love all the sports, not just baseball, but baseball clear was is my first love. Thanks, Mike. And here it is. It's not a bad thing because I'm not going to redo my life, but I had to make a choice at some point in the 70s. But I was going to be a card guy. I wasn't going to be an autograph guy, and I wasn't going to be an artifact memorabilia guy. I've really pretty much got to be in a two and a half by three and a half card guy. I do have some other bigger stuff, but some of this stuff like this, I'm in, not embarrassed. I just had to make a choice. But I, I would pass on stuff like that, or I'd tell a friend, "I'm not going to buy this really cool item. You this is
1: probably my favorite piece that I own. Period, just because of what it represents, and yeah. so it's two. Oh, man! From 83.
0: Well, see, that's frameable. It is. That's
1: frameable. All different signatures. There's 80 mm-hmm. some odd Hall of Famers on here, mm-hmm. plus one non-Hall of Famer, Mr. Rose, mm-hmm. maybe someday Hall of Famer. But what do you think about Rose? Should he be in or not in?
0: He's in a different category than Barry Bonds, but it's problematic for the Hall of Fame when you have these guys that hold major records. <laughs> that are not in there. They're household names and are exemplary in certain parts of life, but they have a fatal flaw. And everybody's got a fatal flaw, so we're not...
1: Let's take Rose not being in the Hall of Fame. Does that in some way tarnish his career accomplished? Not his numbers, not his batting numbers, which is what he would get in for sure. But
0: he'd also get in, Mike, for how he played the game. Full out, Charlie Hustle, and that sticks in your craw of not betting on your team when you didn't think they were going to win. The no betting thing, no betting on baseball, no betting on your team or against your team or for your team is a severe yeah. thing. It's, it's probably the number one thing. Right. There are murders in various halls of fame. I did an episode about getting impeached from the Hall of Fame. What would it take? It's harder to get kicked out of the Hall of Fame than to get in the Hall of Fame. John Gruden is now removed from the ring for, again, So the, the society's trying to figure out
1: how they're going to deal with the fact that people are complicated
0: and that they're really good at certain things. And they mess up.
1: And I've been a big believer my whole baseball-loving life of somehow you have to segregate the player from the person. Oh,
0: yeah. And If you've met some of the players, they're just regular guys. They're not superhuman. They're really good at something that's really hard for almost everybody else on the planet. It argues in favor of these other Bonds and Clemens and Pete Rose, Joe Jackson even. Who may not have been guilty but you of anything take, except not being very well educated.
1: Right. And not really knowing what he was getting himself into. But I
0: mean, the, if the guy couldn't sign his name, how can...
1: But Rose and Bonds are very different. Rose did something after his playing right, days. Right. Bonds... But in the game. For sure. Yeah. But, but,
0: he, he tainted the game. And the purists think that Bonds tainted the game, and so did Rose. But maybe those voters need to pass away. And then a new group comes up, or veterans committee that gets uh, reconstituted. But public opinion changes over time. It does. And that'll happen in the hobby. There's there are no sure things about he'll never make the Hall of Fame. You can't say that. And the differentials of the different grading companies or of the premiums for 10 over 9 or 9 over 8, those are not constants. Those are in flux. Now, you've already pointed out that you were willing to pay more for a three than a four. So even the fact that a four is always better than a three, you can't even say that. You preferred to have the three. I'm in favor of anything that makes people think there's an emotional aspect of the hobby, but there's a thinking man's aspect of the hobby too.
1: And it's not static.
0: And it's not static <laughs> and at you, all. Because the guys that, the Rip Van Winkles that left 20 years ago and came back, what? Yeah. It's completely different now. And they've got to recalibrate because it's not business as
1: usual. Even I'm having to recalibrate, honestly.
0: Why is that? You mean from recently? Just because. Yeah, of, just from a few the, years the ago. The craziness to now, of two years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah of,
1: of in the last two years? Yeah. And just going, okay, mm-hmm. I can't buy that card. Because I'll go look at a similar card mm-hmm. that I bought a couple of years ago for half the price of... I bought an Al Kaline today that mm-hmm. two years ago in the grade I bought it in was, was a six, it was a 58 tops and a 6. I bought it for $90. That was a $25 card just mm-hmm. a few years ago.
0: So you're not buying raw very much because that's where some of the deals are, if you're able to detect <sighs> well, that it's authentic and unaltered.
1: No, I don't personally buy raw. A lot of people buy a collection to make their money back on some of the stuff they either don't want or don't need and keep the stuff they want to keep for their PC. I'm a buy this card and then this card and then this card because I don't want to deal. This is simple and it might be lazy. I don't want to deal with all the other stuff. I had a collection come across. I could have bought it. I sent it to a dealer in Oklahoma city who bought it. I could have bought just the maze and the mantle. There was a maze mantle rookie in it that I knew were legit and I knew what they were going to grade. I told them what they were going to grade and they graded exactly what I thought they were going to grade.
0: Do you spend 20 hours a week, 30 hours a week on your probably 20 to 30? 50. <laughs>
1: Depends on the week. But what about you? What do you spend on the hobby? I'm sure I've spent 20. There's yeah. no
0: question about that, but that's I'm retired. Right? <laughs> it's the greatest side gig of all time. It's
1: terrific. So speaking about displays, I wanted to ask you a question. You have some complete sets, I'm sure. Not anymore. a few, but not very I was going to ask how to display You can't
0: those. sell a complete set anymore. It's like linear feet. of. So I have a, you
1: know, yeah, a little how much more wall panorama, space. Have more yeah, wall space. Yeah.
0: And I've created some there because I feel like when I had stuff in cabinets and things like that, people don't know what to ask for. And so I try to have enough that's visible that they can say, that looks interesting. Do you have any more of those? But they rarely do because there's a thousand cards facing them that are in alphabetical order, that they can just go from A to Z. It's baseball, football,
1: basketball. Yeah, you're also, also all for sports. Wrestling, I was going to say that. Yeah.
0: NASCAR, everything. So any celebrity with a some emphasis on local celebrity. So they always see somebody, oh, I didn't know you had a card. Or or why, oh, you have some of those too? And so sometimes there'll be a follow, but usually they're just glazed over of seeing a thousand cards that are all slabbed, that are in alphabetical order, that are mounted. And nobody says, hey, let's open up all the boxes. They say, oh, you got a lot of other cards too. And they presume that the best ones are the ones that are out, which is not completely true, but it's a reasonable assumption.
1: And you had your wall of cards. You had it custom built.
0: Yeah, in two stages. I had some library cabinets that I had done with the company that were designed for us that were like our periodical library. And so they're interesting. I kept those when I sold the company and adapted those. And then I invented or created these two-by-four static cling panels where you can put two rows of four across on the wall. You'll just see all these panels of two by four, and there'll be just a whole wall of them. And they're on the library cabinets that are cherry wood. They can see it. Okay. One of the reasons I haven't gone the YouTube and video route is because once I get started on that, people say, we want to see more. And I I don't want a full-time job of putting my whole collection out there. It isn't even my collection in some sense. It's just some cards that I'm displaying, but If you have sets from the 90s or 2000s or 2010s,
1: is anybody ever going to ask to look at those? I don't think so. Do you feel like, because you do the podcasts and things, sharing your collection is an important part of having a collection? I'm moving in that direction.
0: It's just what I don't want to do is make it a chore. I'm enjoying 15 minutes a day of a podcast. Right. I wouldn't enjoy... Being on call through social media, engaging all the time, that would sound like a job. Trying to video my whole collection or even having somebody help me do that, it would be a lot of work. And so I've got to figure out how to do it in bite-sized chunks, like the podcast. I enjoy 15 minutes a day. Hour a day, I wouldn't enjoy. It probably does take an hour today to do fifteen minutes, but still that as a podcaster youtuber is that things aren't always as simple as they seem, <laughs> or you hope they are, but my goal is to have less cards, so I want to have one percent less cards every month, and I'm failing miserably. <laughs> but I am trending down That's
1: good. I want to have one percent more cards every month. Watched well, you give. I'm
0: just saying. I've got enough cards. I want to have less. Well, I do give some away, but the, the problem is not the giving away cards. It's those cards that are too valuable to give away, but not valuable enough to get a really good price for. That nobody's excited about them. They take them off your hands. They have value. They'd make money on them. Like sets from the 80s, they might take them, but the pennies on the dollar
1: through YouTube and other mediums like podcasting that, that sharing. And you're sharing knowledge, you're sharing I'm more stories. sharing knowledge,
0: but I think there's another dimension there, and I'm really trying to consider how I can bring my wall of fame, make it come alive, but not in such a way that makes me a theft target. <laughs> you what know? if
1: you did a card a week? Like you, can, like you said, yeah. you don't have to jump you know, head okay, first. Well, I'm and not going to live long enough to do a card a
0: week. I have too many cards.
1: So. Well, so. I'm talking about just your wall of fame, which is, I know, a thousand cards, or two cards a week. You do it... That's like, 20 years. card a week. A week. Okay, I, Work with me, Jim. I'm just trying to help. It, it doesn't take that long. With your phone, I'm telling you. I, oh, I know. You... That's what I'm
0: saying. If I take a three-minute video yes. that does one of these panels, and if I could pop it up to YouTube without editing,
1: if I just
0: steady hand, just pan through it and, and talk, a uh, bit talk over him. it. Yeah.
1: You're um, talking 15 minutes total to get that done.
0: That's three minutes. Uh, there might be 12 minutes or... or th- Six minutes of prep and six minutes of sending it to YouTube and captioning it it's or whatever. It's
1: shockingly simple. It's really not that bad. Agreed.
0: Agreed. I'm gonna do my well own podcast. I post it to, uh, to YouTube by myself, and so it's not rocket science. But it's not professionally edited.
1: Did you have a whole research team at Beckett that just researched all the stuff coming when everything was just coming out? Yeah, like it was crazy. called Rich Klein. No, just was it? Yeah, I bet. No, I bet. but Poor we had Rich. a bunch of guys. I mean, Rich was <laughs> did Rich was work on staff? Oh, yeah,
0: no, he I was there for a long time. I didn't. Mean, but I the, a lot of, to to all those uh, Panini guys all were on our team, too. Yeah, that. Mike Payne, but each guy it was divvied up. I had my areas, they had their areas. Some people were, they were they from all around specialized in different things. Guys so. from, the hockey guys were from Canada in some cases. So. It was okay. fun. But the research, it was happening. It was like original research of what's happening right now, more so than the older cards, which I had lived and some of the other guys had lived. I don't want to say I'm going to do it or I'll do it. So if I had a want list, I would compulsively go after it, which I did. But I don't want to re-get the sets that I had before. And there's not that many cards that I want that I don't have. So for many years now, I've not gone to a show looking for anything in particular other than something that I haven't seen before that I think would be interesting. And now even that's dropped off because I don't do price guides or almanacs or anything like that. So if I go through dollar boxes... It's fun to just pan for gold sure. and see what's good there. And I, I have better knowledge than most people to find things. The search is fun. I'm
1: Do you like, get recognized a lot at shows?
0: Eh, hopefully or? not too much. Enough, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to go out and hand business cards. I'm retired. So I just like to spend some time with the people and I want to spend some time with the cards. And sometimes that comes together at the same time. Yeah, But I've been buying a little more lately just because I'm realizing some of these dollar boxes... I could sit there for a few hours and go through and pull out a few cards or they could just say for 500 bucks we'll give you the whole box and I'm thinking, let's see I got three hours to go through it and I'm gonna spend 500 bucks anyway plus my time or I could just buy it take it home and
1: and have uh, and have a real do good it time. in my leisure exactly yeah
0: yeah interesting but a $500 dollar box could be 10 cents a card if it's a, a super monster box that's not thick cards so I'm buying dollar cards for a dime. If they're all really dollar cards, which you've got to figure that out.
1: You sell on Comp C or? Comp C,
0: you got to know what sells on Comp C. There's certain things that look like they'll sell on Comp C and then they won't. Regardless of the serial number, it's amazing. But after a while, you get used to it. That Hey, don't go for that. That's fool's gold. It looks like that would sell, but it won't. Certain players, certain sets. uh, And I've got to find somebody who would be interested in being an eBay assistant for me. Somebody in the Metroplex. That would come over once a week and grab some, the stuff that wouldn't go on C and that wouldn't go to Heritage or Huggins & Scott. Or, it's not single cards, but it's a group. It's uh, 500 Jose Cansecos or right. 300 Will cards or 200 Juan Gonzalez's. Sometimes all different, sometimes assorted. And somebody that would just get it going in all the different sports. It's hard to sell that stuff, but if you price it, that sounds like a job to me. It is a you job. I don't want to do that. So I need some young person that would take care of the cards in the area. They just comes over once a week and says, hey, what do you got for me this week? Put it up, probably fixed price or experiment with some auction formats and size of lots and things like that. Let me know. They can be paid by the hour, by the percentage, by the whatever. I think somebody's going to drive them to the yeah, post office. Yeah. It's going to bundle yeah. them up. And I've already got them lotted yeah. for the most part. The mm-hmm. man